With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. We have had some serious difficulties. I really do apologize to everyone for coming on at 3.06 p.m. today. Um, just to, I, I, you know, I, I can only say block talk radio. That's all I can say. Um, so without further ado, we're going to bring on Jay Logan. Jay, you're already on the air, and we're going to go right into our show, everyone, as we are very much behind. So we have a guest today, and his name is Jose, Jose Garcia. Jose is with the Designer Guys Movement, okay, and he's and he and he also uh, had a show this weekend that he's going to share with us. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Robin Crespo, also of the Mosquito Armor and ING Activewear Company. Robin is doing is a forerunner right now in stopping malaria across the world with a jacket that he has invented for this company, ING Activewear. So we'll also talk about that and many other topics. So, Jay, I know we're a little bit behind here, so we're going to get right into the show. Are you ready to rock and roll? Let's rock and roll. Okay. So one of the things that we were going to um, talk about today is Google. Um, There's a lot of problems with a lot of hacking that has been going on with Google. And one of those things that has been happening is that, um, actually, is that, you know, we're having a bit of an issue with people that are losing so much information on their accounts. And so what they're suggesting is that, is that we actually um, do a situation of actually going through the Google two-step verification process that will allow us to have certain codes to use out of various devices. Now, one of the technical issues I had today was, as an example, Jay, was Ice Cream Sandwich has just been updated on my phone, the HTC Resound. I am actually not too happy with it because my email comes on my phone, which most people may say, oh, what's wrong with that? I don't like it to do that because it clogs my phone up and, and slows it down. And with all the other social media things that we have, you know, with our jobs, it makes it very hard. So in terms of the different devices, I'm very much in favor of verifying our Gmail accounts. What do you think about that, Jay? Uh, I, uh, it's kind of a hassle when your Gmail account is tampering with your phone and clogs your phone up. So I don't like that part. But um, um, maybe they should try to do these things at night or at certain times of the morning when people can – Kind of like you know, set when they want to update their Google accounts as opposed to just being. No, 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 that's that's not what they're actually saying, Jan. That was just from my phone. It's just that you no, know, the Gmail verification system allows us to be able to always have security on our Gmail accounts. You see what I'm saying? 
So oh, what that what that does for us, Jay, is it allows us not to have, let's say, someone like a hacker go in and get your account, you know, your account information. Okay, and it, it takes us through a security process every time we use Gmail. Now I know that you are a Yahoo user, <laughs> right? We have something like that on Yahoo. It's kind of like um, you got to put in this uh, these odd letters and decipher. And but after you do it, it, it knows it's you all the time because you're coming from a certain computer. I don't know if Gmail is is exactly like that, but I've been dealing with that for about two years, and it's been working with Yahoo. I haven't haven't been hacked in. Uh, okay. Never been. Hacked. Okay. I'm sorry, Jay? I kind of like that. So um, maybe you, do you guys, the new Google users, are just getting used to that. But how long does it take? I'm just curious, how long does it take for you to get into your account during that process? Oh, no, it doesn't take long at all. You just go through the security process in general. That's just to, set, you know, to make sure your account is not hacked. It's not really about whether you're an old user or a new user. It's more focused on the fact of, um, Allowing others not to get into your account overall if you have a Gmail account. Okay. So, and, a lot, okay. and a lot of people don't want to use a two-step process because it's you know it's, it's invasive. It, their privacy is gone because now Google has access to your um, your cell phone number, and not everyone wants that. Now I was going to put my Google Voice number, and I noticed they said, "Oh no, um, you can't use your Google Voice number," even though I have. <laughs> So it's, uh, I laugh because I, I didn't really want my information out there. I just don't, because once they have your mobile number, that's it. You know what I mean? So, Jay, uh-huh. you know, without, without further ado, our show is moving quickly here. We actually have our friend, Jose Garcia, on from the Zeitgeist Movement. So are, are we ready to bring it on right now? Yes, we are. Okay, so let's go right into doing that. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Jose. How are you today? Hey, how's it going? Okay, you're live on the radio with Jay Logan from San Francisco and Gail Davis in New York. Hello, guys. So we're hi. We're really glad to have you today, Jose. And as and as I share with you, uh, Listen Give is the opportunity for great people oh. like you to share what you're up to and, you know, what your organization or company does, and then and have our audiences be aware of the causes that you support so they can have a choice of supporting it as well. Sounds good. Okay. So we understand that you had a wonderful event this week at the National Black Theater that I was supposed to come to, but unfortunately my health didn't allow me to. And we understand that you had it in the landmark, you know, Harlem area of New York City, you know, at the National Black Theater itself. You know, as part of the Zeitgeist Movement, would you tell us what the show was about and what is the Zeitgeist Movement? Right. So, as as you correctly stated, we we had an event this past Sunday at the National Black Theater, and it's 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 an event that we we have annually called the the Media Festival. And what we what we do, particularly here in in the NYC chapter, is give artists. Uh, Performance, performance artists of, of all, all kinds, be it poets, singers, mu- musicians, dancers, a chance to showcase uh-huh. their talent. And as part of that, we, we also take a, a little bit of, the, of, of time to, to introduce people to, to 
what a, a resource-based economy, which is what we advocate, what it, what that means for for society. Uh huh. Okay. So when you when you say um, when you speak of that kind of society, can you te- can you give us a little more about what you mean by that? Right. So I mean, when I, whenever someone asks me to sum it up in in a sentence or two, essentially what a resource-based economy is, it's declaring all the world's resources, the common heritage of all the world's people, and using science and technology to provide for every single human need on this planet, which is a very doable thing. I mean, whenever whenever I begin to talk about some of these things with with people who uh, are, are not familiar, this is possible, or are not familiar with the state of technology. But just are, are sort of don't really know about that that information. They seem to think that it's some sort of far in the future type of thing, and not something that can that can be that can be done now. But the, the, everything that's necessary as far as uh, structure, as far as technology, as far as knowledge is it, it exists today for us to be able to to make this happen. The only thing that doesn't exist is is the critical mass or or enough people all over the world wanting this new direction so that we can take care. of of every single person on this planet, as opposed to our current system, which leaves a great many people uh, out of the loop when when that that should not be the case, or, or at the very least, it, it's not. It shouldn't be the case because we have a way to make this happen. Wow, that's amazing. That's uh, wow, wow. I think Jay has a question for you too, sir. Sure. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Garcia. This is Jay Logan. How are you today? I'm all right. And yourself? I'm doing great, and it's such a pleasure to have you on our show. The question that I have for you is, is the Zeitgeist Movement a global entity? Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, we have, um, I don't don't remember the number, but it's somewhere between 500,000 and 700,000 members worldwide. These are people who have registered with our global site and have and ha- and are either working on spreading the, their ideas, um, the ideas of the Zeitgeist Movement on their own, or the Zeitgeist Movement and the Venus Project on their own, or they form chapters in, in their in their respective cities to to sort of as a group bring about bring uh, spread these ideas and get people and get people talking about them, and have events kind of like what we what we do on a regular basis. We have regular regularly we have town hall meetings. We have the, the, the media festival we have Z Day and all of and and two of those three events are, are held globally around uh, around the same time so that so that all the chapters all over the world are sort of bringing are ha- having these events at the same time to sort of show show that unity that exists between all the chapters worldwide. That's very interesting. It is very interesting because one of the questions I have for you, um, Jose, is. You know, with this week's show, okay, you know, and as someone who is who actually works with the Zeitgeist Movement and the New York City chapter, I want to know what was your intention of the show that you had in New York City? You know, you've had it last year, you've had this year, it's a yearly show. What is your intention with this show? What is it that you are, what is it that you and the group of Zeitgeist are trying to create through having a show like this? Well, principally, we, we just wanted to give up-and-coming artists, most of the people who perform are sort of socially conscious artists that, that want to talk about issues that, that affect that affect society, and, and they have music and poetry that reflects these, these issues. But, but we, don't, we didn't limit it to, to that. We, we gave other, uh, just artists in general, a chance to, 
to display their 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 talents. That, that was pretty much what it was what it was about. Usually, in contrast to Z Day, which is a which is it happened a, a couple a couple months ago, Z Day is, is more lecture based and it, and it's solely about what the Zeitgeist movement proposes. And we have performances, but it, that there we limited to to socially conscious artists only. So it was sort of a, a contrast between between both of those, those, those both of those events. Okay, you know, just for our audience to better understand, I know you've explained it. But the contrast in those two events, can you just go into just delve into it just a little further for us? Uh, which one? About, about both of them, like how they really contrast each other so that our audience can get a bird's eye view of what that is. Oh, okay. Well, well Z-Day, again, it happened in, uh, back in March, if I, if I remember correctly. And it was it's, it's it's strictly lecture based, and what we do is each one of our members takes this, this, an aspect of 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 a resource based economy, be it be it technology, be it agriculture, be it human behavior. It's some aspect of of what what are, what it what a resource based economy is, and talks about it in a little more detail. So each one of us, with each one of the people who who are giving a lecture, would take. 10, 15, 20 minutes to give a lecture, at, and then at, at some point of, at, during the during the event, there's there's a Q and A, there's there's discussion, and then we also give a couple of artists because uh, compared to the to the media festival where it's, where it's mostly performances, and and a small chance for us to introduce ourselves, the Z Day is is strictly lecture based, and then we get we have a small window where where we let people who are socially conscious performers get perform perform their their poetry or or their rap or their singing and so and so forth wow wow that's that's very interesting you know one one of the things that I would really like to know further in terms of you know what you do you know the white guys movement seems to be something that's very broad, okay and allows people to actually make a difference in, in so many different ways. How do you think the people, you know, from being a part of this movement, how do you think the people abroad see it as opposed to the people here in the United States? You know, do you see a difference in the way people operate within this movement? The beautiful thing is I actually don't think that there is a difference as far as the division is concerned. Whenever whenever I've spoken to, to people through Facebook that are that have chapters, in in other places around the world, the division seems to be exactly the same. I mean, whatever whatever division for a resource-based economy that, that has been talked about, either through the Venus Project or through the Zeitgeist films or or through, through the various lectures and, and books that exist talking about this, it seems like the vision is exactly the same. And I and and I think that that's actually beautiful that that it's able to to come across. To people of all different kinds of cultural and racial backgrounds. Wow, that's a, that's, that's 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 interesting to know, um, Mr. Garcia. I have a, a quick question, another question for you, if you don't mind. I was I was wondering, like, how did you come about? How did your show come about? And what made you? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that question? Yes, I wanted I wanted to know. How did your show come about, and what made you take personal interest in being part of this group that you're in? 
Well, again, uh, I didn't come up with the idea for for the media festival or Z Day. These things were, were were first developed before I I joined I joined the the movement. I joined in in 2011, but but these events have been going on since 2008. Z Day and 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 the and the media festival too, if I'm not mistaken. I could I could be wrong about the media festival. That might be a relatively new thing. But but Z Day and and these these sort of lecture based events have been going on since the the since Zeitgeist Addendum was, was released. Post its release, people sort of started gathering and, and, and wanting to talk about ideas and these chapters sort of form, began to form on their own and then once once Peter Joseph saw that, that people people have an interest in in spreading these ideas and trying to see if we can make this world that that a resource based economy uh, it makes possible if if we to see that to see that to bring that world into reality then then he he, he created the, the the website and, and started putting chapters in 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 contact with with each other so that we can build that that network that needs to exist in order for us to to successfully talk about these ideas spread awareness and begin to do things on a local level but what made you gravitate, and what touched your heart to make you personally? Oh, right. The second question. I'm so sorry. No, so I, I saw the 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 second film, that guy's addendum, and 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 if anyone has ever has ever has ever seen it, and whenever I talk to people about about the second film, it because it's so outside of of the way I'm used to seeing things. It took me a while to sort of wrestle with the ideas, make sure that I that I fully understand them. And 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 talking to people about it, trying to hear people's rebuttals when it when it comes to these to these ideas. So it took me about I would say probably like a year, year and a half of me just sort of doing research on my own, reading articles, watching lectures, books, etc., to to begin to fully understand the ideas. Then the third film came out in January of 2011, and I went to see it at the at the Tribeca. Tribeca Cinema here in New York City, and that to me was the most the most inspirational of of the films. And then what what happened was after I saw that film, I, I said to myself, well, I I need to do something in order to bring this this vision about. I, I feel like I need to contribute in some way. And I found out I found out that there was a chapter here that there's a chapter here in New York City. So after after I saw the, the film, I, I I went to my first meeting and I've been involved ever since. So the third film was very, very, very inspirational for me, and it's what made, it's what gave me the impetus to try to want to get involved, to want to, want to do something, anything, to to spread the the, the awareness of, of of what it means to live in a resource based economy. Wow, three, three times, a, three, three times the third film. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three times the charm. That's that's really cool. Um, I want to ask you something. Not only with what you, because you work with this company um, full time. Am I correct, Jose? Uh, it's not a company; it's just a, an organization. Well, do you work with them full time? Oh, I give as much as my as my, of my free time as I as I can. Yes. Okay. Um, I would like to know what difference do you want to make personally, as a you know outside of the you know the Zyder Guys organization and you know outside the other things. What difference would you like to make personally? What kind of difference would I like to make personally? Yeah, in the world. Well, I mean, 
I, I, as big as these problems are, I, the ones that I that I that I like to see fixed, like world hunger, for example, the fact that there's so many people that are that are homeless, the the fact that there's so many people who who don't have access to just the basic necessities of life, and I think that's a huge problem, but it's a very very solvable one. I I think I think that second part is what is what people missed out. I mean, I read an article recently, for example, that said that we, we, we make enough food in the world to, to feed 10 billion people, and we've only got seven, and you still have people going hungry. I mean, there has to be, there's something wrong with the way we, we structure society, with the way we organize things, that is leaving a huge chunk of the population out of the loop, and I think that's, that's, that's problematic. So it is these types of issues world hunger, the fact that people don't have uh, access to poverty in general, uh, among with other among other things, the the, the fact that that's, that we have so many people in in prison, uh, that's that that to me doesn't make any sense. I mean, the, the United States has the most amount of the most amount of prisoners per capita, I think, than any other country. Well, th- these are all issues that I that I like to to confront. So I I try to handle them on a on a one by one basis, or I, you know, try to do as much as I can. I'm, I'm also involved with, with students from from uh, this group called Students United for a Free CUNY, and they're, they're trying to organize to make public education in, worldwide. But but right now, on, on a, in, a, in a New York um, New York City pub, the pub, um, public college education system to be for it to be free. So I mean, there's 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 so many issues that I'm passionate about. I'm just trying to do as much as I can for each one. What I really love is that you're one of the people who is, you're not just talking about it, you're not just involved in the organization, but you're actually being the change you want to see with other people, and you're working with students. And, you know, my next question to you is, in working with students, okay, and they look up to you, all right, how is that? You know, how is it working with students who you see are trying to make a big difference, like making, you know, college free here for other students to be able to afford to go? I mean, what is that like for you? It's got to be amazing. Oh, it definitely is amazing, and and most of the students that I that I work with, because I I attend City College myself. After an, uh, after uh, I took a, a gap of a, there was a gap of a couple of years, but I decided to go back in 2008. And yeah, these, these students are amazing. I mean, they're they're very knowledgeable with, as far as uh, social issues. A lot of them are 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 politically involved. So I mean, I'm, I learn I learn from them as much as probably more than, than than they can learn from me. So that that actually feels really good, and it's amazing. You're right, just to to see how many students all over, not just here in New York City, but all over the world are are fighting for for their right to to an education. I mean, at, at its most basic level, if if you just think about it as an organism, you, in order for you to survive, you need to understand your environment, and I think that. Education uh, probably started as that as it's just as an organism, any organism on this in this on this planet, just or trying to understand it, it's the environment that it lives in. And obviously, as as human beings, we're a lot more complicated, so it, it it's evolved to include so many so many different things. Really want to say thank you to you, and and I'm sure Jay Jay, do you have any other questions for Mr. Garcia? Um, I'm just wishing him well and what his endeavors are, and it's wonderful to have people like you that 
care about the world on a global scale. And I'd just like to say thank you for being on our show. Thank you guys for having me. Well, Jose, can you please tell people, we have it on our website, and uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash listen give. But would you also tell people how they can connect with you and with the zeitgeist-newyorkcity.com chapter? Right. So if you get on the zeitgeist-ny.com website, we post post our meetings, which are are biweekly on Fridays, and then um, the, the second meeting, we usually alternate the days, the day of the week for that one. So if you get on there, you can find out where 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 we meet. And if you want to get in touch with me personally, my email is headhoncho328 at yahoo.com. Okay. Well, again, I want to just say thank you so much for your time because we, we thought this was just such an important thing that you did, especially, and I just want to acknowledge you, Jose, for taking on being a part of that festival that you do yearly and bringing people together like that. I thought that was amazing, and thanks a lot. Thank you very Thank much. You. Nice to talk to you guys. All right, and have okay. to, will you come back on our show again in the future to talk about other things Absolutely. that your chapter is doing? Absolutely. We have we have a lot of things that, that we plan to do in the next couple months, so i gladly come on again and talk to you guys. Okay. Have a wonderful day, Jose, and take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Jay, I think that was so amazing what he's doing, you know, an organization that brings everyone together. Yes, I totally agree. Um, and it's great that uh, he was he was able to come on our show and explain some of the wonderful things he's doing globally. I mean, what a treat we had to have him on. I can't wait till he comes back to tell us some more wonderful events that he's doing. Yeah, you know, and the next thing I want to go on, we had a few stories that we could not get to that we're just going to get – give you, uh, all of you, a, a, a little bit and morsel of it. So one of those things, Jay, I know you had something about what Starbucks and Square are doing. Can you share with our audience about that? I sure can. I know everybody loves Starbucks coffee. But they're doing something that's, um, that's really, really, really going to revolutionize it. Uh, give you a coffee a little quicker, I would say. Um, Starbucks aims to take Square digital payment, mainstream. So if you guys are familiar with Square, or if you're not, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Um, Imagine if you could take your telephone and get it scanned and wouldn't have to take a wallet with you. You wouldn't have to take any money. You just bring your smartphone to Starbucks. They will scan it, and then you could just say charge charge it to Gail, and pretty much it will charge it to you. It's like open up that tab. It's like open a tab up at a at a store, you have your own digital tab. And basically, that will eliminate, eventually, cash registers and a lot of other things that they have at the store that a lot of these small businesses wouldn't have to carry these things because they could do everything through your smartphone. Um, Howard Schultz hopes to use this chain national presence as a promotional vehicle for Square mobile payment options. The partnership between Starbucks and Square may accomplish what even tech giant Google hasn't been able to pull off, you know, taking mobile payments into the mainstream. If Starbucks Square has a large and visible pulpit from which to tout its pleasing paint with Square app, mobile payment service, best known well, as a small pack stripe reader and ability to quickly handle transactions. So you could go into a, a store or even a Walmart or any other store and just use your, pretty much use your phone 
And not only that, Square has equipment that will enable you not even have you wouldn't even have to take your phone out, Gail. You could have your phone in your pocket. Once you walk in the store, they will know that you're a customer and it would know all your information. So all you had to do is say, Hey, this is Jay. Charge it to my tab. You wouldn't have to bring your phone out. Um, Square hasn't yet implemented these in the Starbucks stores, but they're going to put those in because you need extra equipment. So you have to right now you would have to scan your phone. But there's over 75,000 businesses that allow you to use the Square mobile payment service right now, and they have a million other businesses ready to go coming online. I think this service starts in the holiday season, Jill. So we're going to have a nice Christmas time with Starbucks. You better use your smartphone. That's great. Well, you know, Jay, um, on to the next one, and then uh, folks are going to close our show at that point. I want to talk about something very, very important. Robin Crespo of ING Activewear was on our show, Jay, if you remember, and he was talking about mosquito armor. Mosquito armor is a mosquito hoodie that he developed to help fight malaria. Now, this is another gentleman that's not just talking about he's doing it. He's one of the most well-known designers in this country and abroad. And on his off time, he's doing things like what he is doing now. He is in Africa doing a documentary about how malaria kills children, adults, and so forth. Malaria is one of the biggest diseases causing death globally. And he is making a difference that these jackets are even good for us here. We have West Nile virus here from mosquitoes and so forth. As we can see, the mosquito is becoming a carrier of varying diseases that affect the human population. Now, it may sound like we're being a little dramatic now, but we're not. This is a very serious issue. And Robin Crespo has gone out of his way to take the time to make a difference. Robin has children of his own. He is married, and he is taking time from his family to do this. I was very privileged to go, Jay, and I know you wanted to come as well to his event at the Limelight in New York City, where he actually had people come in and actually um, do a fundraiser where people were giving away thousands and thousands of dollars to support this very important thing. People might say out there, what, a hoodie? Yeah, if you buy one here, it will actually go to help someone else in another country or another area of the world to help fight the malaria there. We do not know how blessed we are. This is a man who's taking his time off going out to do a documentary where he's going into the areas of where there's an Ebola breakout now in Africa and everywhere. And he is truly hands-on making a difference. And every week we will further tell you more about what Robin is up to. And Jay and I are happy to announce that we are also working with Robin Crespo and his team to forward this anti-malaria campaign. We will be supporting him in many ways, from the United Nations awareness to all the way to uh, some marketing and so forth. So with that said, we are thankful to be a part of this, Robin, and we look forward to our further relationship with you. So, again, everyone, we ask you to go to www.ingactivewear.com. Again, it's www.ingactivewear.com. This is something that Jay and I are very proud to be a part of. Um, also, our partners, Mariama Grant, Dan Orr, Lounge Renown Records, the group Patent Leather, 
we have so many people that will be a part of this. And uh, we have a very important announcement next week about the Olympics. And we are so excited, aren't we, Jack, about that? We are so excited. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited. So thank you again, Robin Crespo. Thank you. And, Jay, I think before we go, you had something very important you wanted to share with us about children who are now going to have longer school years. Yeah, I want to pose a question because some of the school districts around the country are uh, adding uh, 20 more days to the school year, which uh, I guess is supposed to help the kids learn a little bit better, learn more, be more academically sound, and uh, they can, you know, they can hang out in school a little longer. So I wanted to ask you, you know, because you you always been a, uh, a support of education, you know, always have. What do you think about that? You know, the school year right now is like 180 days or – a 170, so they're going to boost it to 200 days. Is that is that a positive for our children, or should they have the full summer? You know, I think if it's going to keep children active, I just say that if we're going to have 20 extra days, then we need to dwindle it down where there is more recreation. Okay, maybe more fun music. You know, we we didn't if we would incorporate maybe another day or two of gym incorporate music more into the curriculum, physics, science, all those things, and make it a new, fun approach for children and apply it to the daily things that are going on today, I think education will be amazing. Oh, one other thing, speaking of education, Jay, we should say that what we're going to announce at the Olympics will benefit the Paralympics, the East Ram School of the Arts, and also Mosquito Armor. Hooray. So, everyone, with that said, we are out for the day. We will see you tomorrow from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Thanks a lot, and thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Jay, have a wonderful day. You too. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.